Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong with you? What's going on, everyone, and welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church, and we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh, and I am, as always, with my friend, my companion, my brother-in-arms, Captain Jack. Yes. How you doing? What's going on, man? It's I've been... Dude, it's, it's stupid hot. It's, hot. it's, it's hot, stupid dude. hot. It's stupid hot. I can't take this. It is. This is ridiculous, dude. Like we dude, can't. Okay. PNW should not be this hot right now. And I know. I know what people are going to say. Everyone down in Florida. Everyone down south. They're all going to be like, oh, oh, poor babies, poor Bless babies. But we're heart. not used to it. Bless we're not heart. used to it. That's the difference. It's so hot, dude. Dude, I can't take you this. have been. You've been going full on. Jo- summer Josh mode. You've been sending me Marcos in Hawaiian shirts. In oh your yeah, new, in your new truck, driving dude, around. Yes, in truck. Dude. Oh, dude, I finally. <laughs> yeah, so that's 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 like reformatory breaking news. So mm-hmm. I finally found a vehicle. I yeah. finally got one, and I, dude, I am back. I'm back <laughs> in a truck, dude. I am so excited. I haven't had a truck since high school. I got rid of my truck. In high school, or it was closely after high school, to get a car that got better mileage because I was doing the work thing and all that yeah. stuff. You know, the, the responsible, right? Yep. Like, you know, you got to... That's why I got rid of my t- Tacoma, uh, Toyota Tacoma, really. Mm-hmm. My 03. Yeah. But, so. dude, I've been I've been car hunting, and like I have, I have wanted a truck so bad. And I finally found one. I found a Ford F one fifty. That's just it's just perfect. I love it. I love got a great deal on it. Low miles. Uh, I could not be happier. I, I put I put some pics up on socials. So if uh, you haven't seen that, go go check it out. And I'll probably put more pics up because she's my baby now. And uh, <laughs> I, I dude, I haven't had like I haven't had a vehicle that I wanted to like to like you know dote upon. 
since my truck in yeah. high school. And and now like I have this vehicle where I'm like, oh, like I could do this. I could do this. You know, get her some nicer tires and a, you know, new <laughs> new stereo and you know, just th- things like that that uh, I am just I'm 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 excited. I I got it's dependable. It runs it runs like a champ and uh it's got four-wheel drive too, which I wanted. So but you know what happens when you get a truck? Now you're the guy. Yeah. Right. Like yep. you are the guy. Like, hey, hey, can you help me? Can you help me move? Be can you help prepared. Me do this? Which, which Be in prepared, all honesty, sir. yeah, in all honesty, is part of the reason that I got it because I want I wanted to be yeah. able to help help people out of church and stuff like that. And um, having a truck just makes those kind of that kind of service easier. But and I mean, selfishly, I wanted one, so yeah. it's both. But yeah. I'm I'm happy. But dude, it's hot, and I. I don't like it. Our AC right now is like the little engine that could. It is doing everything that it can to just keep its head above water. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, it's Ugh. uh I have I have like this big old R2D2 looking uh AC unit where it plugs Same. into the wall. Yep. Yep. But it's Same. upstairs. Our and then our main AC unit what we got before I think it was 2021 when that heat wave came over and it was yep. like 106. Mm-hmm. So we got, I think we got AC either right after or right before that happened. Nice. And, Smart move. Um, yeah, we got the Russian connection hookup on that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, if you got, it's all about who you know, you know, yeah. or it's all about whose family you marry into. So, <laughs> anyway, that was nice because yeah. now it's like, it's like, it's like an absolute icebox when I go downstairs from this loft area that I'm in right now, downstairs yeah, to like the main area. It's just yeah. like super. It's stuffy up here yeah. in this room. So and then you walk down into just nice clear yeah. air. That that's the bed. Like if it gets much hotter than this, I'm putting a mattress right next to the air conditioner and I'm just <laughs> sleeping. I'm sleeping out there, dude. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. Well, Jack, before we hop into our topic, before we even hop into the cigar review, we have a little business to conduct, oh, my friend. Yeah. We have some shout outs to hey, hey, hey. give. We have uh, a couple new a couple new soldiers in the Patreon army, a couple new members <laughs> to the Podluck, right? <laughs> two two faithful church members, two faithful listeners showed up to the Podluck, and guess what? They brought casserole. They brought they brought the good stuff, and they have chosen they oh have gosh. chosen to to bequeath upon us the five dollar holla, <laughs> and in yes. return, in return, per our agreement, per our vow to them, their, their names, names shall be hallowed, hallowed, sir. hallowed, hallowed through the halls of the podcast. So we have well, one of them's a name, and one of them's a one of them is a is a. <laughs> yes, an it's an anon. What? Got, so I'm going to start with the what? I'm going to start with the name first. Okay, Mr. Jeremy Swartz, sir, you are amazing. Thank you for giving us your five dollar holla. <laughs> Jeremy Swartz has joined the Podluck. He's getting that sweet, sweet all access. Mm. And my friend, exclusive, exclusive, Jeremy, your name has been hallowed, mm. and we thank you, sir. Now on to the uh, now this is just <laughs> the name is Reformed Layman. Okay. Reformed Layman, which I'm down with that, dude. I like I like my Reformed Layman's. Uh thank you. S- kind sir. Uh I actually do 
know the account that's behind this, but he put reform okay. layman for a reason. Okay. So I, so you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, go go digging into someone's private life. Uh, but reform layman, you know who you are. We know who you are. Mm-hmm. You have bequeathed upon us the five dollar holla. You are getting that sweet, sweet all access, and your name has been hallowed. Yes, sir. and we. Th- Thank you both for your patronage. You guys are awesome. Thank you for joining the Podluck. Uh, and Jack, we actually put up a little a little preview, a little Podluck preview, uh, just a couple of days ago. I think it was Monday. Yeah, um, just kind of to give people a little taste, a little taste mm. of the all access action. So well, if you guys want to. Just a little salt (laughs) bay, you know, just a little (laughs) sprinkle. That's right. So if you guys want to know what it's like to be an all access member and to hear kind of the the shenanigans and the goings on of those episodes, then uh, make sure to head on over to that 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 little preview app. Give it a listen and you, too, could uh, become a Patreon supporter. Get that all access and your name also would be hallowed through the halls of this podcast. Yes, it will. That is our pledge to you. Jack, before we hop into our topic, my friend, why don't you give us the Reformatory Cigar of the Week? What do you got for us? All right. So this is going to be a almost, I think it's going to be a triple threat for the oh, rest of go. the month. So okay. I'm not I'm not reviewing, so I'm reviewing one cigar per, per every week, but yeah. the line that we primarily are going to focus on for the next couple weeks is called Luciano. Here we there go. is there is a lot people. There is a lot of buzz around this cigar line. You got to put a some lot respect of on that name, though. All Luciano, right? Luciano, people. Luciano. Okay? And there not only is. that, I was taken aback by this cigar because mm-hmm. I don't know. I couldn't tell if they were talking about a person, if they were talking about a WWF wrestler. Uh, if they were talking about something else. Yeah. So this cigar that we are uh that I'm reviewing. Yeah. I smoked this last week. Last week I was at a Simeon Trust conference mm-hmm. workshop uh in downtown Seattle to where if you wanna we'll talk more about that on the podluck, but man, my brain was exploding or going out yeah. of energy at that. But in any case the night that I got there, Tuesday night, it started on Wednesday morning, but on Tuesday night, myself and some of my pastors, actually one of my pastors smoked with me. Uh, I gave him a different Luciano cigar, and I smoked this. So, okay. Luciano the Dreamer. Luciano the Dreamer, the Dreamer Lancero. Oh, okay. All, All right. right. This is a... This... The... The man, I don't know where to start. I'm kind of starstruck. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just um, so this just is a uh, list, <laughs> yeah. So, this is this MSRP probably around 11 to 15, somewhere around there. Okay, so it's a little step up from what we've been doing, right? Yep, but yep, this thing is a Ecuadorian Habano wrapper mm. with a binder of Nicaraguan with the fillers of Nicaraguan and Peruvian. Ooh. Peruvian. So Look it is that. a Lancero. So it's a seven and a half by thirty-eight. It's going to be medium as okay. far as strength goes, and this one is kind of typically within the wheelhouse. It's going to be more on that chocolatey, creamier, nuttier kind of coffee, pepper, some baking spices in between all that. Okay. So I would say it's a very good after-dinner cigar, or maybe even a breakfast ish cigar but all right man 
I smoked this thing and I was like, I will prof- I will start prophesying. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, we are You're not charismatic. Joseph, we're You're not going full we're Joseph. Not, we're not you, going charismatic. You started right now. dreaming. You started dreaming. You started <laughs> yeah. interpreting those Ooh, dreams, right? Oh yes. So yeah, it's uh, it is very much like a vibe, dude. You, yeah. you if you're okay. out because we had a deck we had a deck at our Airbnb when nice. we were up in Seattle in uh, Beacon Hill area and mm. we were smoking the cigar and we were watching the Kraken game uh, oh, dude, which I think yeah. they won so hopefully they yeah. win this series and finish it out but any case yeah um, so yeah it was just a very pleasant cigar it may it may have been sure it could probably be a little bit cheaper but man I think that you're paying for like a really good cigar brand and a cigar blend and yeah i definitely think it is very highly reputable i mean plus on top of it the lancero this lancero it keeps its ember so if you're smoking it it's not going to go out too many times nice and it's only because the only reason that it went out is because i kind of left it there and i had to go to the bathroom for a longer session than usual, and then I came back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> then I came back and it was out, and it was only because it was a little bit windy and stuff like that. But it yeah. definitely holds its ember versus other Lanceros are pretty typical of like they'll go out and you got to relight yeah. them and everything like that. So yeah, all right. Well, it is the Dreamer Lancero by Luciano Cigars. Mm. Go get you some of that. Enjoy it. Dream, dream on, <laughs> dream on. And uh, that is the Reformatory Cigar of the Week. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. So speaking of having to go to the restroom for longer (laughs) sessions than normal. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Before we hop into our topic, dude. One of our our deacons. Oh, gosh. Caleb. (laughs) And his wife. So accusatory. Caleb. Jessica. (laughs) <laughs> Jessica. They took us to a restaurant in the Seattle area. I think it was uh-huh. in Bellevue. Yeah. This restaurant, okay, you, you pay a flat fee, all right? Okay. And what you do, what happens, basically, is like you walk into the restaurant, and it's there's a massive table okay, uh, filled with like all the charcuterie things that you can think of. Yeah. Tons of cheeses, meats. Is this They've Texas got, Day like, Brazil? Grizzle. Is this Texas Day Brazil? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the name of. I can't remember the name of it. But basically, you, there's there's dudes walking around. Yeah. With skewers of this, meat. This sounds like Texas Day Brazil. <laughs> okay. And yeah. they just come to your table. I've never experienced anything like this, dude. This they Brazilian come to your table. House, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, "Would you like some of this?" And you're like, what is it? And they yeah. tell you what it is. And they carve off meat and they put it on your plate. Dude, I have this little I have this little I had this little card that was like <laughs> red for stop, green for go. Yeah. And as long as that sucker was yeah. green, dude, they kept dude. bringing you meat. They're just gonna dude, make it rain, dude. <laughs> this country boy had never seen anything <laughs> like that. Dude, I they, they brought around like ribs. They brought around like there was there was uh oh what's the cut of beef that how do you say it uh pecana oh yeah p- p- uh, pecania something like that Peca- I don't know pecania dude, yeah pecania. yeah dude they had they had they had they had filet mignon 
just like on tap. Mm-hmm. Dude, I oh, yeah. must have eaten. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> I must have eaten over $200 worth of steak because it got to the point where like <laughs> at the very beginning, you're like, okay, I'll try some of this, try some of this, try some of this. And then you get to the evening where you're like, I know what I want. And I want that picanha, and I want that filet mignon, and I was not going to take anything else. <laughs> Dude, I had to have eaten s- like hun- a couple hundred dollars worth of steak. That place was absolutely amazing. I have never experienced something like that in my life, and I am now a fan, and uh, I want to go back. But it's a little little pricey. Yeah. A little, it's, it's a little pricey. Yeah. yeah but if you plan it right, uh, <laughs> you will... Yeah, yeah. I feel like if they see me coming again, they're going to be like, ah, crap. Like, we lost money on this guy last time. <laughs> like, don't let him oh, in. man. Don't let him in. Don't give him a card. Anyway, I just have to give uh, uh, them a shout out because that place was absolutely amazing. And I was full for 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I had so oh, much yeah. red meat. It was amazing. Anyway, Jack, we have to get to our topic, dude. We're 15 yeah. minutes into this and we have not oh, wow. talked about our topic yet. <laughs> All right. What we're going to talk about today, Jack, is when to say no. All right. We talk about, we talk a lot about commitment to the local church on this podcast because that's what it's about. All right. If you haven't figured that out by, by, by this point, I I don't know. You're probably not even listening. But we talk a lot on this podcast about commitment to your local church, making your local church central, right? Uh, Serving your brothers and sisters in your church, giving of your time, your treasure, and your talent, and making the local church truly central. To your life and to who you are, right? But what we want to talk about today is the danger of, I would say, taking too much on mm-hmm. as a church member to the point to the the detriment of other things that you are called to, to focus on and called to be committed to, right? Um, so there are times in the local church where you need to step back, where yeah. you need to take a break, to where the the load that 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 you have placed on your shoulders, the amount of time or 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 you know commitment that you have made to the local church needs to be reduced mm-hmm. for one reason or another. And there's many reasons that many valid reasons that can pop up in the life of the believer that would make this this situation a reality, right? Yeah. So what we're going to talk about today is uh, kind of when when it's important to say no uh, into, you know, committing to certain things in the local church, because there are times when that's a reality, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'll start it off by this. I think some people hear this and they go, well, I mean, that, that doesn't make sense. Like, you know, you, I mean, the answer is always yes. When the doors are open, uh, you, you're in the building, right? Yeah. And and when I was when I was kind of mentally prepping for this app, I had the 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 old kind of question in my head that I've heard before: is you know, can you read your Bible too much? Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Or can you pray too much? Right. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a very a very uh, almost uh, just kind of a weird question. Because yeah. your your gut reaction to the question, can you read your Bible too much, is, well, no, of course not. It's the Word of God. You can't get too much of the Word of God, right? Every, you know, all the time that you can spend in the Word of God is worth it, right? Yeah. Um, but in reality, and this is going to ruffle some feathers, the reality is, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you can read your Bible too much. And what I mean by that is if it comes to the point to where all you are doing is reading your Bible and you are not taking what you are reading and utilizing it, it doesn't have an application. You're not, uh, it's not showing, you know, it's not manifesting itself uh, in your life. Mm-hmm. then your priorities, your understanding of why we read Scripture, why we devote our, our our lives to Scripture, and how Scripture should affect our lives, your understanding of that is 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 wrong, right? So if you are spending so much time just by yourself, and it's resulting in other things in your life that you are called to do and be faithful, and if it's causing those things to fall by the wayside, then you have a mix up in your priorities, even though the thing that you may be doing, like reading your Bible or serving in church is a good thing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So Jack, I, I, I think let's just, I'll just, I'll just throw it over to you at this point. Then when, when we start to think about this topic of when to say no in the local church, when to say no to a commitment, when to back off on some some ways that we have been serving. Mm-hmm. When are some of those instances in your head? Yeah, I went about this question a little bit differently than Josh did at the beginning. Yes, um, you did. Yeah, we we were kind of game planning this uh, a little bit um, earlier. And I directly went into <laughs> a mode. You went of, dark. Yeah, I pretty you went, went dark. I, I, yeah. I went there. <laughs> yeah. um, I went to a place of just like when you get laid off from your church staff, and you are kind of dealing with this. Um, I think it's okay to step away for a season, mm. mainly because you completely got atomic bombed. <laughs> And sure. you have may not even seen that coming. I sure has as heck didn't see it coming. And sure. then uh, you're kind of stuck in this mode of like, do I stay at this church or continue and kind of like what like deal with it in like a very Pacific Northwest way of just like I'm just going to be passive aggressive and that's just it. Grin and bear it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or should I start like? you know, church shopping and try and seeing what's out there. I think yeah. the hardest part is that I would have probably left the church that I was at in a heartbeat if I had the same strategies as when my wife and I left in 2021. Sure. But sure. I didn't. Um, I don't think that's necessarily like regret. I think that's just, I could have, I probably should have went about it a better way. Um, And some people make excuses for why they're staying. Um, And I wasn't about to do that necessarily. Uh, I just knew that there's stuff going on that's not healthy, that it's time to leave and it's time to go. And so, yeah, I mean, I took it in a very more... When do you say no? Well, when your church leadership and everything around you starts to break down and there is no longer a culture of transparency, but more of secrecy, then I think it's, I don't know, I think it's time to reevaluate some things there. 
So yeah, yeah, and I mean that's definitely it, it's 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 one of those extreme cases, but it does happen, and and it and and it's becoming honestly, Jack, it's becoming less and less extreme. Honestly, yeah. like more and more people we talk to, and the more and more people that that I interact with have these types of stories in their background where their church blew up and they had to make the decision: do I stay, you know, or do I pack up and and leave? Right? Yeah. Um, and that is one of those instances. If your church is is trending down a a road of 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 being unhealthy making bad decisions and you're seeing the effects of those right you you have two choices you can stay and fight you can try to you know be be the change you want to see and uh and i think there's a place for that depending on yeah but depending on a lot of things depending on your polity depending on if you actually can do stuff the relationships you have but sometimes Sometimes you have to leave, and both yeah. Jack and I have experienced that, and it's not an easy thing. It's not a. It's not something that you do. I think, hopefully, out of anger. It's not something that you do uh, um, um, impulsively, right? It, it's something that takes a lot of time and and I think care to understand when to make that call. But yeah, if you're, there are times you have to back off and begin to and to begin to reevaluate things uh, if the church that you are in is an unhealthy one, yeah. right? And that's a it's a it's a sad situation. That's not a fun situation, and that is definitely <laughs> one one of the one of the more detrimental reasons um, to do that. And it's one that, sadly, both Jack and I have had to make that call. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's yeah, it's 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 not it's not a fun one. But thankfully, not every instance is like that. Right. There are times where the church is super healthy. Right. You enjoy going to the church. You have great relationships there. You trust the leadership. Things are things are going well. But you have to back off. Yeah. You have to say no. And mm-hmm. there are times when you have to begin to actually uh, uh, put a put a cap on your availability either as a member or as a pastor right yeah so Zach just just a couple of things that that I that come to my mind is for me one of the signs and this is for me personally but it's also something that I that I would suggest other pastors and church members really anybody who's serving in church consider is if the amount of time that you are dedicating to the church, is beginning to have an adverse effect on your family mm-hmm. to where you are yeah. placing you're placing the service to the church above the service to your family. Yeah. I would say that that is cause for reevaluation. Mm-hmm. All right? Because <clears throat> we are called to serve our church because our church family is our family, right? But yeah. you are also called to serve your immediate family, right? Whether you're a husband or or you're a wife, right? You have Ways that God has called you to support and to and to be committed to your your spouse, your children, if if applicable, and if your service to the church. And this is a this is a lesson I learned the hard way. Is I had to learn the hard way what happens when I place a devotion to the church or a devotion to my calling and ministry above the 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 calling that I have to serve and to lead my family. Mm-hmm. And that's not a, it's not a good trade. It just doesn't happen because yeah. Jack, I mean, we, we have seen this. What happens, right, when you have that pastor or that church member who's just grinding, grinding, grinding at church, mm-hmm. and their family starts falling apart? 
Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like we've seen that happen. Yeah. And it gets to the point to where your effectiveness in ministry becomes very, very limited and throttled because the very thing that's supposed to be kind of giving you life and giving you energy and joy and giving you the the ability to serve, right, which is your yeah. family, it's the very thing that is being that's kind of being throttled because because of the of of the commitment that you have to the church, right? Yeah. Um Jack, one one that I'll throw over to you. Sometimes and this is a hard one because I think there's a lot of there's a culture in in Christianity today that doesn't see this as legitimate. Mm-hmm. But I think it is legitimate. Sometimes you're just tired. Oh yeah. Sometimes Ooh. you're just tired. Yeah. And you need a break. Right? Yeah. It's uh I would say this. I think that what is different about my local church that I attend now that I'm a member of versus the local church that I was a part of is the way in which you see serving. Mm. Um I think that you could see serving as very structured to the point where it's almost run as a business. Um, people need to be in their places. There needs to be all this stuff. It doesn't feel like serving. And then I think by local church now, it's not so much. It feels just natural, primarily because our space is a little bit smaller, but it's not as produced not as rushed and i feel that the more times that i've seen serving feel like a production or this producing happening the more times i feel just very tired Mm. and very more prone to burnout than when it feels like this is very kind of like more encouraging and edifying and stuff along those lines so Mm -hmm. yeah there's there's definitely that element because i (sighs) I felt that way a couple times at my previous church and also at Mars Hill. <laughs> and yeah, sure. and um and it just feels just but it's but the problem is too is like well that's ministry that's what ministry is supposed to be like. Right, exactly. That whole exactly. moniker. Yeah. And that's just that's yeah. garbage. It's like your your calling is is to suffer and it means being tired all that's the time. That's just garbage. Right? You know, it that's yeah. there's yeah. there's no biblical precedent for that. Um and even if you're going to take the biblical precedent route, Jesus was exhausted and had to get yeah. away from people just to like yeah. catch some Z's yep. here and to rest exactly. for a little bit, to recharge. So, I mean, yeah. you're talking about the incarnate Lord over all of us, and he, right. he even had to do the same thing of just like, yeah. all right, just leave me alone. Don't <laughs> let me right. sleep. Um, right. So there's stuff like that. If we, if you're going to take a biblical precedence, I would say look at the earthly ministry of Jesus and what he did and the way in which he interacted with people and he was exhausted by the end of it. Now that now if you're trying to take something um descriptive out of that, I don't think you can. Um if anything, it's there to remind us of how very human Jesus was. And how we can rest yeah. in how he ministered to people, like we should be ministering to people. And so, but right. yeah, that's right. that's a very common thing to, 
if if I've I've made this connection of just whenever serving feels more produced, it will inherently I feel like cause you to burn out quicker mm. because it feels like a job more than an actual joy. So mm. yeah, I think that's a great point. <clears throat> yeah, whenever serving is more of a production. Yeah. It, it, it causes it causes burnout. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a great point, man. That's really true. And both you and I have experienced that and we've experienced the opposite of yeah. how joyous <laughs> yeah. it is how joyous it is to serve in a capacity that isn't trying to put something on. It's because we love the people in our church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's great, man. But but yeah, no, like like look, being tired is a real thing. All right. And I'm talking as someone who has experienced that. Whether you were a member, right, and you're just, mm-hmm. you're just, you know, you know, say, you know, you're just, you're committed to all these different things in your church, right? Either you teach Sunday school or you're in hospitality or, you know, wh- whatever it is. You're working in nursery, right? Or you're the pastor and you haven't had a sabbatical in three years. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there are, there are so many instances in ministry in the local church where you're just tired yeah. and you need a break. Right, and we need to start cultivating. I think, and doing a better job at cultivating a culture in our local churches to where we're not only aware of that, but we're encouraging rest. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I am leading a church pastorally, I'm looking at the individuals that I see serving, and one of my it's not it's not the only one. Mm-hmm. It's one of my main concerns for those individuals is how how am I equipping them. Mm-hmm. To do the to do the best job that they can, and part of that equipping is caring for their their souls, caring for their health, caring for their mental state, and caring for their families. Because I know that serving in your local church takes a toll. Yeah, it's not easy, mm-hmm. and it takes time, and it takes commitment, and brain power, and physical power, and just just all the it really requires everything of you. So whether you're leading small groups or or you're you know working in the nursery, working with the kids, whether you're in counseling, you having that understanding that your worth is not found in the amount that you do. Right? Mm-hmm. We need to understand that. That when we're talking about this in this whole concept of serving in the local church, I think one of the problems is so much of the time we associate the amount that we work with the amount of our worth. Yeah. And that's just not true. Yeah. We need to understand and have a correct understanding, a correct theology of where our worth comes from. And it's not what you do. It's not how hard you work. It's in who has bought and paid for you. Your worth is found 100% completely end stop Mm -hmm. in the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right? And out of that worth... We work and we strive mm-hmm. and we have yeah. joy, right? But we see often individuals get so tired in ministry because deep down, mm-hmm. one of the issues that's causing that tiredness and that burnout and that breaking down of the body and of the mind is because deep down they have an incorrect understanding of where their worth comes from. Yeah. And they're trying to find it in Mm -hmm. striving and working instead of resting in the worth that has been given to them because of Jesus. Yeah. Right. So, so we need, we need this understanding 
when we talk about this topic is because I think for so so many people, tell me if you've ever experienced this because I definitely have, so many people refuse to say no to stuff even when they should because they feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they this feel is true. like if I can do it, I should do it, and if yeah. I can do it and I don't do it, it equals laziness, or it or it equals a lack of love, a lack of commitment, or it even equals like a lack of follow through. So yeah. I experienced this when I switched over to my local church that I attend now back in the fall of 2022. My wife was going through some weird stuff. And it kind of explained itself because we found out that she was pregnant and that's yeah. why she was kind of feeling this was certain way. Um, but I was supposed to be serving communion and it's like, in my mind, it's like, well, I'll drop my wife off at urgent care and then I'll go serve communion and then I'll, and then I'll go back because I got to finish this. Right, and, right, right, right. I said I was going to yeah. be there. I'm a soldier, dang it, and I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I'm, I'm following through on this. And yeah. one of my pastors is like, "No, dude, like we got this. Like, why are you here? Yeah, you yeah. good. You good. <laughs> like, take off. But yeah. that's not the culture of where you come from. When you come from sure. certain former Mars Hill churches, it was always sure. like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I got to find a replacement for me before I can take off. Sure. Like, I can't." I can't do that until that happens, you know? There isn't a right. there isn't a ownership of no, we got this. Go go do what you need to do kind of thing. Um yeah. so yeah, there's there's been those kind of things that happen to where you've been involved in a certain church culture and that will lead to <laughs> just even that mentality in your mind of I have to do it until I finish this out and if I don't finish it out, then I have not been actually faithful. Exactly. But that's yeah. not really the case. No. Uh, if you no, look at not. it in retrospect. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and something I think people need to understand too is if if you have this mentality and you continue to just put your you know, head down and hit the grindstone, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just yeah. just work through it, right? It's going to negatively affect the effectiveness that you have in ministry. Yeah. So it's actually to your detriment and to your people's detriment for you to keep going when you should be resting. Yeah. When in fact, taking time to take a break, to say no, to rest is actually going to be the best thing for you and your people because it's going to enable you to be a more effective servant in your church. Yeah. Right. But we have just this skewed mentality that it's just, I'm just going to go as long as I can and as hard as I can and never say no yeah. because I'm not a quitter, right? And I love my local church. And and, and we we just, we we swing too far and say, if I love my local church and I'm supposed to be committed to my local church, then it means that literally everything about my local church, it like, like that is that I can never say no, right? Right. I can yeah. never say no at all. Um, and it's just, it's just not true. It's just not, that's Mm -hmm. not, that's not, uh, who, sorry, my light's freaking out here, dude. (laughs) I think my light's dying. Anyway, whoo, that just got really dark. It's not what, uh, it's not what Christ has called us to do. Right. And it's not going to, in the end, make us an effective servant in the local church if we're always serving tired. 
Yeah. Right. Right. And that's, I think, an important thing that people need to understand that most people don't. And it's a lesson that I think I've had to learn the hard way as well. Mm-hmm. There yeah. we go. So there we go. I'm I'm getting there. I don't know. Maybe you, it's just so hot in this room that like everything's <laughs> just shutting down. Dude, that, you, that's what I'm thinking. You were looking like you were in a Nirvana like music video. Dude, yeah, yeah, other yeah. Life. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I know. Like, I was, I was trying like, to like edit on the fly. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Oh my yeah, yeah. It does. Hold on. Let's try this again. Hold you on. Look like dude, look it at this. Smells like Teen Spirit dude, Part Two, dude. dude. It's so creepy. Dude. It's good. Mama, <laughs> I shot a man. Put a gun against his head. Wow. As you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to go on YouTube to get oh, all of this man. joking. Otherwise, it's yeah. gonna make no sense to you. Right? <laughs> but Jack, to kind of to kind of wrap it up, right? There are times in the local church where you got to say no. Yeah. When it's affecting your health, when it's affecting your quality of ministry, if you're just tired and mm-hmm. you need a break, if it's affecting your family, right? There are there are things that that if 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 left unaddressed will actually make you more ineffective than if you had just taken a break. Yeah. Right? And it's important to take inventory of when that is, right? Yeah. And sometimes we're in a season of energy and longevity and it's working and sometimes we're just tired. And we need a culture in church that is okay and encourages that that self evaluation, uh, because yeah. that's how you that's how you like that's how you keep people healthy. Yeah, your pastors and your members, right? So yeah. sometimes it's okay to say no, and we need to have a correct theology of rest and a correct theology of service. Mm-hmm. And I think when we don't feel like we can say no. One of those things is out of whack. Yeah. And it's 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 cause for some self-reflection. Yeah, and I would say too, I think we need to do a better job of this in our local congregations in helping our pastors go on sabbaticals. Yeah, um, sabbaticals this whole fun. this whole seven years in a sabbatical, man, you I would cut that in half. I would say three years in a sabbatical. Yeah, so, I mean and 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 look, even having like set things, I mean, you can have them, but it should be a constant eval. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Because if you know, if even having like, oh, you know, it's, you know, you're only a year and a half in. Uh, you know, you got you got another year and a half to go before you oh, can take geez. a break. You know, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, it's yeah. very business like. It's yeah, very it business like to have these have these expectations placed on the people that are serving in your church, whether they're pastors or not. Yeah. Right. We need to have a culture that loves one another, cares one another and is invested in each other's lives so that we know, Oh, you know, so-and-so needs a break and we need to come around that person. Right. We need to fill any holes that are left. Right. And support that person and get that person back on their feet, give them the rest and the time that they need so that they can continue to be the blessing that they are to the local church. And sometimes to be the best, to, to serve the best in the local church, to be the, the most amount of blessing to your people that you can be, sometimes it means that you have to say no. Yeah. And that's, not, that's a foreign concept to us. Mm-hmm. But it's true. It's yeah. true because sometimes saying no gives you the ability to then be a more effective leader, a more effective servant than you would be if you were just trying to just shove it down and work hard and not say no 
it it's it never ends well. It never ends yeah. well. We need a culture to where we're okay with letting people say no and yeah. come along alongside them. So yeah, I think Big Eva has sung, sir. I think she has. Man, my lights are going out. Everything's tweaking looking out. Like, Let's just looking look, like think, a Nirvana think, music video up in here. I do, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of <laughs> like it. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of <laughs> dig it. Like like, what do you think? What do you think about this? Oh my god! I think it's kind of maybe. Maybe this should be the. Maybe this should just be how it is now. What do you Dude, think? Dude, it is. You think maybe? Just you look. Just, you look like you're in. <laughs> what do you think? You look like you're in an like Alice it. in Chains music video, right? <laughs> Dude, it's it, it, so it Pacific Northwest. You know it, it accentuates the beard, though. Look at it the does. beard. Yeah, dude, it's, it makes it's the beard a look creepy. good. It's, it's I think, a I, dude, I'm rocking. I'm rocking is, with this for the rest of the app. It is. Here we go. It is Nirvana, and it is yes. Alice in Chains music video, like That's molded right. into one. Josh has become yes. with the embodiment with a, of Pacific I Northwest have. grunge right now. So with a with a hint of like <laughs> s- like cigar smoking tutorial video. <laughs> this is how it would be. It'd be like so now. What you're gonna do is you're gonna like, dude. I I'm I'm digging this light. This is good stuff. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Get us out of here, man. Ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate Josh and I's uh, musings on uh, wisdom that we should garner in the local mm. church, uh, you too can so join wise. us. You can join us on the sociables. You can yes. start to go over to the metaverse, the Facebook, if you will. You can hop mm. over to the Instagram, goes well with chocolate marshmallow. You can hop over yes, to the absolute dumpster fire. That is the tweaker, the Twitter, the little bluebird site, the Muskerville, yep. if you will. Yep. And follow us all at the tag at Reformatory Pod. And there you can ask us questions. You can interact with content. You can pose to us the questions of the local church universe, if you will. That's right. And we'll try our best to field, uh, to field those as well. Um, Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they might be able to support our mission of making the local church central into the believer's life a little bit more, if you shall. Man, I feel like with this with this lighting, like it needs to be like, <laughs> like long ago in a <laughs> hole in the ground, they lived a hobbit. Frodo, I can't get it out of I my like head. It. Like you look like Kurt Cobain in the Smells Like Teen Spirit music. I'll video, take that. Man. I'll take that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'll I'll definitely take that. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's what you can do. If you appreciate the reformatory and you are looking to ways to support us further, there are a number of options. As Jack said, you can follow us on the socials. We really appreciate that. That's pretty legit. Yeah. All right. You can head uh, over to wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're able to rate and or review the podcast, we ask you to do that because it helps the podcast get it, gets it out to more people. Give us a little five stars or five solos. We would love you. And as you heard at the beginning of this app, we love our patrons, those that choose to give their $5 holla and support the Reformatory on Patreon. And if you wish to do that, if you wish to join the faithful few, then we would like to cordially invite you to the podluck. Make sure to bring a casserole or those weird uh, eggs of the devil. (laughs) <laughs> right, or be that guy that brings the bag of Doritos, which secretly we make fun of him. But I'm putting Doritos on my plate. Yeah, so we we all need that guy. Let's just be honest, yeah. okay? Uh, head on over to the uh, Patreon.com/slash Reformatory Pod, and you too could become a Patreon supporter 
and our pledge to you is that your name shall be hallowed. Hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the holes of this podcast. Right? <laughs> we would greatly... <laughs> spot on. That was so funny. <laughs> uh, so funny. <laughs> All right. If you if you join the if you join the podluck, you can hear you can hear me do a WWE wrestler oh my uh, impersonations. So good. That was last week. That was a so lot of fun. Good. All right. We would really appreciate your five dollar holla. We thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you on the next step of the reformatory.